Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Today I want to talk about good news. You know, the longer I'm in ministry, and it's been a while since I've been singing or speaking publicly since I got saved, the more I'm impressed with simple preaching. And I mean really simple preaching. But what I'm talking about here is a simplicity that's actually a distillation of complex biblical truths acquired through much open-hearted study. And the open-hearted part is critical. Otherwise, you're not really learning anything. You're just passing on a set of religious traditions from one generation to the next. Distillation, though. Distillation comes from understanding. Distillation of the essence of spiritual truth. Jesus preached this way as have many of the greatest ministers of past and current generations. People like Or Roberts, whom I sat under for years, although they were intelligent and complex individuals, preached messages that at times seemed mind-numbingly simple, but that cut cleanly to the chase. They talked about the tangled problems that so many of us face with an almost childlike straightforwardness and innocent faith. T.L. Osborne, One of the greatest evangelistic missionaries of all time was like this. I remember so many times hearing him say to a crowd things like, You're great, every one of you. You're awesome because God is great and awesome, and you're made in his image and likeness. I mean, wow, the raw power of that. Scriptural, yes, and so true but so simple that your religiously programmed brain, you know, the one that insists that you're nothing, nobody, and no one, and valueless, does flip-flops trying to digest it. If anyone was a master of preaching the gospel to the masses, it was T.L. And I learned so much from watching and listening to him. He'd say things like, don't listen to that voice that condemns you and puts you down. That's the voice of the accuser. Listen to the friendly voice, the voice that says, I died for you and you were worth it. That's the voice of Jesus. A statement like that could be so childlike and simple, and yet so powerful as to redraw my mental image of Jesus Christ and light it up with what the Bible really says he was like. And that, my friend, is the renewal of the mind. From T.L., I learned to think of the gospel as good news. Because actually, that's what the word we translate as gospel means. In fact, it's actually a made-up word invented by English speakers. The Greek word evangelion, which is the word translated gospel in our New Testaments, simply means good news. So anywhere in the Bible that you read the word gospel, it's actually saying good news. So the gospel is never bad news. It's always good news. So if you're preaching doom, gloom, and discouragement to people, guess what? You're not giving them the gospel, right? Now, one of T.L.'s favorite messages and something he frequently encouraged believers to share with the lost on the mission field was called The Garden, Jesus, and You. I mean, he preached it under many other names, but that was the gist of it. Here's the basic outline. Point one was The Garden. That is, God made man and woman in his image, and he gave them a wealthy, healthy, love-filled, and happy life. That was his will for them. And since God never changes, it's still his will for us today. That's pretty profound, isn't it? Simple, huh? Also, oh, so powerful. 
But the other thing that happened in the garden was that the man and the woman rejected God's plan and instead chose what the devil was offering, which was sin and evil. So think about everything that's evil in the world today. Pain, loss, heartache, sickness, death. That's where we got it. Can you believe that Adam and Eve chose that over good? Wow. Anyway, that's how we're in this mess we're in today. That's point one. But wait, there's point two, which is Jesus. God sent Jesus to fix it. Jesus died for our bad choice, for our sins, our sicknesses, our problems, and pain. He died to redeem us from all the evils in our lives. In fact, Paul says that Jesus gave himself to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of God. So Jesus came to regain for us what we'd lost. And that's point two. Point three, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about Jesus? Stay in the pain or accept Jesus and let him rescue you from evil. Simple message, the garden Jesus in you, but very powerful. I've preached this myself a number of times and even in a number of countries, but one of the first was on the island of Samar in the Philippines. Now, Samar is way out there. It's a primitive place and very exotic in that South Pacific kind of way, but I will never forget it. We were in a beautiful little village of maybe 200 or so people, and they were all gathered out in front of their thatched bamboo houses, sitting in rows to the front and to the side. Behind them was the sea, deep, dark, and lovely. The sound of the waves was amazing. Above them were the cocoa palms, and then the brilliant star-spangled skies. I'll never forget the beautiful crescent moon that night. What a setting. What a moment. But despite all the surrounding beauty, these people were lost, empty, without hope and without God in the world. And they were waiting to hear some good news. Because even in the most beautiful places in the world, there's still poverty, there's still sickness, and there's still heartbreak. So I can guarantee you these folks weren't waiting to hear condemnation. They didn't need to hear what kind of sinners they were. They needed to hear that God loved them and there was hope. And honestly, moments like these, you can feel pretty inadequate. You think, you know, what can I do? Because they didn't need to hear from me. They needed to hear from God. But it was then I realized God has already spoken and I can pass his message on to them. And the message, as I said earlier, was mind-numbingly simple. It was the good news. It was the distilled message of the Bible, just like T.L. preached. They needed to hear the garden, Jesus, and you. So I told them that the story about Adam and Eve and Jesus. And I didn't need to be persuasive or powerful or anything like that. The gospel, the good news would be the power. Just like Paul said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the good news because it's the power of God to salvation. So I told them the stories, Adam, Eve, the garden, the serpent, Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. And after that, there was nothing left to do but to ask him, do you want this? Do you want to turn from your own sins back to Jesus? 
and have him fix your life. Because if you do, stand up now, make a decision, and then let's pray and get it done. Well, you know, we want people to respond instantly to this kind of stuff, but they didn't. And wow, what an uncomfortable moment because I just waited and nobody did a thing. They just sat there and stared at me. And so I waited and man, it was quiet. And it seemed like a long time. And then this really old man moved by his seat. I mean, he looked ancient. And he took hold of this cane that was leaning against his chair. And he pushed himself up on it. And the little kid that had been sitting beside him did the same thing. He stood up. And then there was this rushing noise. As all at once, every other person in the village went to their feet as one. I'll never forget the sound of all the chairs moving and just the flurry of it. The whole town, the whole town stood, prayed, accepted Jesus, and got saved all at once. The Bible asks a question, can a nation be born in a day? I, I don't know about a nation, but I know a town can because I've seen God do it. And did this happen because I was a great preacher? Nope, because I wasn't. It was because of the message. The beautiful, simple message set forth in the scripture that God wants us to be happy and whole, but we rejected that. So God sent Jesus to get it back for us. It was because of the garden, Jesus, and you. And the you was really important. And not only for them, it is for us too. God wants to help us, but we've got to let him. And sometimes our own sophistication gets in our way. There are times that we need to stop being so complicated. And like a child, just ask God to fix it because it's all way over our heads anyway. We need to be simple and let Jesus save us, not only from sin, but from whatever else we need saving from, because he loves to do that, because that's who Jesus is. He's the Savior, and that is good news. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe. Whatever you're on, iPhone, Google Play, whatever, just hit that subscribe button so I can give you an encouraging word and upward on a regular basis. And they're short, 15 minutes max, perfect for when you're driving somewhere. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. God bless you.